0: Prepare your ear holes for hoops. It's like a romance with the ball. Get ready for a view of Cleveland basketball from downtown Columbus.
1: Let it ride! This is
0: Very Cavalier with Reeser
1: and Matty Ice. Let's get it out. I didn't think we'd be doing this. Eric Reeser, Matty Ice-Hayes. Very Cavalier episode. Whatever. Who cares? What does it matter anymore? Um, I, when when the matchup was set, Knicks Cavaliers round one I thought okay Cavs could pull this off In six mm-hmm. I thought While the Knicks Of their potential First round opponents um, The Heat The Nets Whatever Play-in teams Were kind of messing around With that final spot uh, That six seed I thought okay Probably the Knicks Is the team I would least Like to see Yeah um, We'll get to Jimmy Butler And the Heat In a second But A gentleman's sweep Was the outcome in favor of the blue and orange, game five was as much of a hopeful whimper <laughs> as you could have asked the Cavaliers to go out on one of six ninety five was the final uh, at home where Cleveland was thirty one and ten, I believe throughout the regular season. Great at the crib, but no showed last night, but for
0: yeah. parts, it was tough, man. It, it was tough. Um, I didn't eat, have on my bingo card Mitchell Robinson turning into to Bill Russell and Shaq. I did not have that on my bingo card, but I guess I should have started to write it in on my bingo card after game one, because game one, I think showed us right away that there's a physicality that's going to be brought to this series. And I don't know about you. E, I don't think the Cavs matched it. It just, they did not match the physical juice that the Knicks brought mainly Mitchell Robinson, Hartenstein and even Josh. Josh Hart. Hart. I mean, how good was Josh Hart in the series? Right? For me,
1: it was as impactful of a player
0: as they could have hoped for. And he was one of those guys that you and I talked about a lot around the trade deadline as mm-hmm. a possibility. And you bring him in, and I know a lot of people didn't love the shooting, but you saw in this series all the things the dude can provide. And Josh Hart, I mean, and every game was impactful on the board. And in this last game, he racked up twelve. But Mitchell Robinson was a story. That was the nail in the coffin. Was Mitchell Robinson showing up and playing out of his mind and grabbing 11 freaking Every time the rebounds. Knicks shot,
1: there was Mitchell Robinson. 11. 11. Was, was ready to grab an offense, ready to give him a second chance.
0: And you bury yourself as a team in the first half, talking the Cavs, because you allow the Knicks to cook up 14 second-chance points. And for me, e, that was the story of this series. There was a yeah. lot of other things that we'll talk about, but that was a shocker to me to see – Mitchell Robinson, Josh Hart, Hartenstein, take it to the Cavs the way that they did, but especially Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And for Evan, can we just get him on a, a Big Mac and Caniac diet for the offseason? Because that's what he needs. He finished third this season in defensive player of the year voting. So we know he has the skills, but we've seen a couple times now, whether it's in bead or whether in this series it's with Mitchell Robinson and company, he's got to get stronger. He, he just has to.
1: Yeah, there was a physicality that from go in game one, the Cavs could not match. And I think it was four meetings this this regular season that the Cavs couldn't match. And I don't think we did a good enough job looking at those regular season matchups and saying this is going to be a real problem. Mm -hmm. We looked at how the Cavaliers were playing down the stretch and how the Knicks sort of stumbled yeah. to the end of the season. Like they were playing really well at a stretch and then they 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 strung together a couple of losses that you're like, this team isn't serious. Mm-hmm. This is a very unserious basketball team. While they have a bunch of great players, they're not ready to take on the they're not as ready as we thought the Cavaliers were. Mm-hmm. And it looked the opposite. It looked like the the Knicks are ready to go and the Cavaliers are ready to have an off season of a lot of self-reflection, a lot of looking in the mirror, a lot of saying, okay we need this, this, and the other thing to then be able to next season advance to the conference mm-hmm. semifinals. Because while we thought that they could advance past this round, the Cavaliers, yeah. it was likely the end of the road. They would likely run into Giannis and the Bucs. Yeah. And that would be that. Mm-hmm. Well, shows what we know, what the hell we're talking about, about playoff basketball. Because someone uh, referred to Jimmy Butler to me today as him. <sighs>
0: When you Playoff look, Jimmy hey, yeah, he, is him. It's crazy because this isn't, we've got four or three or four, maybe even five playoff runs now of Jimmy Butler being that guy, of just being that guy. You're talking almost 100 points for him in the last two games. 56, incredible in that, what, game four down in Miami. 56, game
1: four, 42, game five.
0: Absurd. Absolutely absurd for a guy that all season averaged about 22 points a game. He's elevate or he elevates his game to heights that I can't remember a player making that type of. leap. This feels unprecedented. You always have LeBron Giannis and the greats that take a leap in the postseason with some of their numbers. But when you talk about Jimmy Butler averaging 22 this year and in every game, you got 35, 25, 30 56 and 42, and that 42 was an overtime game on Giannis's floor. I mean, this dude
1: right now is him. He, he is him. I invoke Jimmy Butler because I don't think. Say the Cavs win this series. Say they were able to give themselves, you know, the defibrillator last night in yeah. Cleveland, and say they were able to pull this out in seven. Mm-hmm. I, they're not making it past playoff, Jimmy. They're don't not able to. Way. They're not able to match the Heat. Don't feel that way. And, and that's that That's that now becomes the greater issue with this team because you look at the teams remaining, maybe against the Atlanta Hawks. Do you feel that this Cavaliers team could pull out a first-round matchup against? Certainly not against the Celtics. No. Certainly not against a healthy Embiid and the 76ers. Mm-hmm. And probably not against Giannis and the Bucks. So one of the not-so-fun... Ex- this whole thing sucks. Mm-hmm. One of the not-so-fun exercises that I did after Game 4... Was try and do a blame hierarchy, like, no, I like who this. should have? Because you all get blame in this. None yeah. of you get dessert. None of you get a, a valet car. Y'all no. get to walk home of this 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 Cavaliers organization outside of Dan Gilbert. Yeah, who deserves blame primarily, mm-hmm. secondary, tertiary, and so on? And I put it first and foremost on Kobe Altman. Okay, this gets thrown at his feet for what little to nothing they did mm-hmm. at the deadline. Yeah. Where you look at the the Lakers, added Rui Hachimura, mm-hmm. they added D'Angelo Russell, and they turned into one of the more... They, they turned into, complete I would team. say, the com- most complete team yeah. in the West. Mm-hmm. Similarly, what, what... Josh Hart was acquired at the deadline mm-hmm. by this Knicks organization that just dismissed the Cavaliers. So the fact that they could do nothing, because I wanted to... I wanted, I wanted J.B. Bickerstaff fired this morning. I wanted them to wake up in Independence today, rub the the crust out of their eyes, have the team meeting, answer questions to the media, and I wanted Kobe Altman to go down to J.B. Bickerstaff's office and say, there's the door. Mm -hmm. But what realistically could be asked of J.B. in this series from a personnel and a schematic standpoint that would have mattered if your stars are no-showing the way the Cavs stars no-show?
0: For the most part, all four of the stars that you're talking about it was a roller coaster ride with their production. DG had a couple moments here late in the last two games to where he comes out in the second half of game four right away and was great. Game five yesterday, he's hitting buckets late, but the Cavs, as we alluded to, couldn't close the gap because the Knicks kept grabbing every offensive rebound that was going up. To your point, we've seen contenders around the league this season make smart additions to their roster. How about Luke Kennard to Memphis in the shooting that he provides to that team? And I love the examples you brought up. So Kobe Altman, he sat back and I don't know if it's because he couldn't get anything for Karis LaVert, but that was one of those guys where his contract is up. He's now on the market and you probably could have gotten something. And the guy that you did bring in played four minutes last night in Danny Green and gave you nothing. You gave Dean Wade a bag recently, and he was a DMP. I don't game understand
1: five. that at all. <laughs> at least for – because I even when Lamar Stevens went out there, and I know even after game four there was talk on Cavs Twitter of, oh, you got to try Lamar Stevens. It's like yeah. he in the ish, he, he it's not going to be the solution there. No. You plug Lamar Stevens in, mm-hmm. and two plus two is still going to give you a question mark yeah. on how to figure out this Knicks. And I know when he got – Uh, put in last night would have been Wednesday, April 26th. When he got put in, I think it was the third quarter, the fourth quarter, like the the fans there kind of gave him a sarcastic ovation. And I remember texting a buddy, save us Lamar Stevens. Something because e think about what we
0: saw last night, two guys that when we started the season, at least I thought would have to be key role players for you off the bench. Didn't even play Dean Wade and Ricky Rubio. Now, Rubio's an older guy. He was coming off of an injury, so maybe he'll bounce back and be a better player. But I think the bench got exposed, man. The bench got exposed because you had to insert Karras into your starting lineup because Isaac was just a zero for the most part this series on offense. They got
1: lucky in game two that he got fouls. Correct.
0: In the first five minutes. Right. And JB was at game two where he played like three minutes and he was just...
1: Because he got into foul trouble early. Right. And so So, Bickerstaff lucked into foul trouble mm -hmm. for Okoro and had to put Laverne. Started.
0: Correct. So I'm glad you started, E, with Kobe Allman because it's going to be on him now to get in the lab and find yourself real rotation players that are going to be consistent. The Lamar Stevens experience, the Isaac Okoro experience, Jetty with his three-point shooting is fine. But these guys all year haven't been consistent enough. And I know it's easier said than done, but that's now the pressure you put on yourself when you trade for a guy like Donovan Mitchell. And that's going to be so important now to show him this offseason how serious you are about not getting through another regular season and winning 50 games, but learning from this and getting into the postseason next year and really feeling like, we can compete with who's probably going to be some of the top dogs a year from now in Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly.
1: Second is Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he is owed for the next three years $20 million a season. So he signs a $100 million contract. And uh, everybody's right. He is a tall center. Yeah. He isn't a big because he's not big. Well, there, there, you've got to be able to give your team something. When the ball is in the air or the ball's near the hoop, It's got to be on Jared Allen to either make space, create space, do something. It it almost felt like a do something, big man. Step up, please. Something, please. please. I'm shocked by
0: this. I am, man. I'm shocked. It was listless. I'm so shocked that he played so poorly from the the start to the finish of this series. I mean, you're talking three of the five games. He doesn't even get to double-digit points, man three of the five games and that was always tough when we talked all year about this team is the offense when you get into the postseason with the the, the style um, of your starting five that you throw out there with two towers like are you going to be able to generate enough offense and in this series credit to the Knicks they shut down the Cavs offensively shut them down the only time they got to 100 points I believe he was in the win the yep. one win in the Cavs had every other game you're less than 100 points so stylistically Can you make deep runs in the postseason with a guy like Jared Allen? And that's what I can't wait to see and how they adjust because you have to have, I think, some type of threat outside of a lob catching big in your offense now. And maybe Jared can do some of that in the offseason. But yeah, he was, um, man, as far as players go, he was the biggest disappointment in my opinion.
1: And so I have... um you know, tertiary, and then outside, uh, kind of my in my four spot, I'll call it the four hole. I, I had Donovan Mitchell four. I had mm-hmm. Evan Mobley three because I thought similarly to Jared Allen, the Evan Mobley rookie of the year, that I, I believe he was it was robbed of him last oh, season. Yeah. The fin the the um, third place finish in defensive player of the year also no showed.
0: And with him. I think this was solely a physical just, you know how it is, E, when you are just the bigger, stronger, faster guy, you're going to win. And the the Knicks bigs were just bigger and stronger than Evan, and they were able to move him off his spots. You saw it even offensively. He can't move them off their Couldn't do spots. It so that's a, that, it's an uphill climb for him. But to your point, E, when you are the finished third in defensive player that you're voting this year, you need some more. You need some more. He's the guy that raises the the ceiling for this team next year. He's the guy. It goes with Evan Mobley. He has to come back and be an absolute monster. I I've always thought his ceiling can be a Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan type of player when he's a finished product, but we're not there yet because the defense will always be there. But he now has to turn into an absolute two way monster if this team wants to find themselves deeper into the postseason a uh, year from now.
1: If anything, you're Mobley. You're calling up F, uh, You're calling up uh, Mitchell Robinson and saying, how do I do it? Right. W- w- what's the workout plan, what, man? What are you doing, what's man? What's the workout
0: plan? Because he's got everything else. It's a boy See? versus a man. That was what it was, and that's what it looked like, and that's what it felt like throughout the entire series. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation.
1: This is Very Cavalier with Reeser and Matty Ice. And Donovan Mitchell was just looked at times they would go, they would cut to him with the camera. Mm -hmm. He just, the lights were too bright. I think Jared Allen even said that this morning when they were doing their postmortem was the lights got too bright. And for a team that cannot have a lights too bright moment. If you are that kind of a superstar in Donovan Mitchell
0: and especially a guy that's shown us in his past that the playoffs weren't too big for him. I mean, he's had monster games in the postseason, 40-point games, 50-point games. There was games. no way to see this coming. No way to see this coming. I'll, I'll tell you the most disappointing game-slash-moment for me with Donovan was game four. Because game four, remember, we were scratching and clawing in that third quarter. Darius was out of his mind in the third quarter, dropping dimes, filling up the hole, doing everything. That's when... I wanted the trade to pay off in that moment right there because everything he did this year was spectacular. All-star, the best shooting guard in the sport all season, but that's when the trade was supposed to pay off and you could shift the momentum and the pressure back to New York by grabbing that dub in Madison Square Garden and he left MSG with only 11 points and he threw up 18 shots. That was a rough one. That was the most disappointing game for me for Donovan Mitchell all year because he could have grabbed it as a star and saying, I'm going back to Cleveland or we're going back to Cleveland
1: with a win. And unfortunately it didn't happen. He just couldn't do it. There were, I mean, countless times through the five game series that I was yelling at my TV, do offense, yeah. please do offense, mm-hmm. set up something, try something. Yeah. And uh, again, game two worked out the way it did. The only Cavaliers win in the series because you got Karis Lavert hot mm-hmm. and that had that ripple effect to other guys on the the team shooting and, and actually hitting shots but the the in the, the consistency of just going down and chunking up a three from the corner mm-hmm. from the top from beyond beyond the arc yeah. was just mind-numbingly frustrating and I get it at times where if you're a team that nothing's going right for you, Heave, right. heave and pray. Oh, I got an open look, heave and pray. Despite me being cold the entire evening prior. Mm-hmm. And I put that a little bit on J.B. Bickerstaff because you've got to be able to to calm your team down yeah. and say, do some friggin' offense, guys. I know.
0: I know. And E, this is, I think, great for everyone that we've talked about from top to bottom. This is a humbling experience. And young teams, more times than not, have to go through this. Think about Boston and the product we're seeing right now. You remember how it was early for them. They went through some
1: grinds. Think of
0: Miami's big three. There you go. It takes time. And everybody has to figure out what went wrong, what we can do to just now. But I just think the feel of for this team, what the playoffs is like, and the physicality and the rest letting certain things go. But more importantly, now they know, oh, going to Madison Square Garden in January is different than going in April. Because that vibe that it's it's almost impossible to go in there and be a young team and be calm and stay focused. And I think we saw some of that too. So the end result of this absolutely stinks. But I do think Kobe Altman, DG, Donovan, all the guys we just talked about, this is this can go a long way for a team, especially when you're still a, have a young core the way that they
1: do. It's fair to say the season was a failure, right? Because and I'm sure that by now the clip of, of Giannis Antetokounmpo answering a reporter's question in the introspective way that he did. And it was a tremendous answer about how in sports there isn't such thing as a failure is, is made the rounds and everybody's seen it by now. And I think the reporter was valid in asking the question, do you view this season as a failure? Mm-hmm. And I don't say it as this season was a failure for the Cavaliers, so blow it all up. Yeah. This season was a failure from you had a goal. You do not accomplish a goal. That's as simple to me as it's a failure. Mm-hmm. But so much in life, you learn the most from your failures. That's real, that's real. And so for this, this is that learning experience where they failed so hard. Yeah. And it's the way the games looked that I think makes it worse. Let me ask you this. Yeah. yeah. Had they gone seven? Mm-hmm. they? Had they battled? Yeah. Back in game five, mm-hmm. made it a game six. And a, a thriller to the wire in game seven. Mm-hmm. When I'm not looking at it no. as a failure.
0: It'd make me feel a lot better. I'd feel great. It'd make me feel okay. a lot better. You went, this was a 4-5 matchup, and it felt like a 2-7. This
1: is a 1-8. This eight. is a traditional 1-8. That's what it felt like.
0: And that's what makes it very disappointing. So I, I will, see, failure to me, I'm trying to think. Like, where I was at the beginning of the season E was winning a playoff series I was get
1: to the I was get to the conference semis so this is a step short of that so this would be a failure but Th- it's not in the sense of these guys are terrible. Everything was garbage. Because right. we still had wonderful moments in this season. Oh, absolutely.
0: This Tremendous moments. A moment.
1: 51 win team right. that was at times, at
0: most times, a joy to watch. And the vibes around what we're feeling and talking about are completely different than a team like Milwaukee right now. Because Milwaukee, you're in your window. You were the one That's seat. a failure, too. That's a complete failure. On their part. So, look, you can land the plane differently for each team and your expectation levels there. This is no doubt a a disappointment. And I think, like you just laid out, E, with just the, kind of just the full, is dominance the right word to use with what the Knicks did? Just complete dominance in the series. It's bug meets
1: windshield. That's what it was. Because I I forget who, who, who said this. It might have been Jay. It might have been. It was one of the guys on Bally. It wasn't John Michael. It might have been either. It was either Austin Carr or Campy Russell on the television broadcast yesterday saying that there was a rivalry now formed between the Knicks and the Cavaliers. And I remember thinking this is the rivalry the Bucks or the Knicks and the Cavaliers as the Blue Jackets have with the Penguins.
0: <laughs> it's not a rivalry i'm not there yet uh, As I'm, urban I'm meyer head with michigan yeah no we're not there it's a, not a rivalry no the Cavs don't it's have a, a joke r- no, they're, they're, no there's no way you have to go through so much more and it's been, look you got your teeth kicked in in the playoffs they beat you what 3-1 in the regular season there's no rivalry right now
1: there's no rivalry there's, there's no rivalry no, rivalry, right rivalry now. has to mean they've taken something from you you've taken something from them austin rock was a rivalry yes hurricane rock was not a rivalry. not at all not wonderful at all. television. Not yeah. a rivalry. The
0: Cavs don't have a rival right now. They shouldn't even be in that headspace at all. No, you just freaking become a everybody individually. Because Donovan too, right? Like, don't want to let him off the hook completely. You're a superstar. Like this, this can never happen again in the postseason. And the thing
1: with Donovan is uh, this: ha- you 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 hope this hurts because you heard it from Knicks fans the entire series yep. that. You didn't want us. Mm-hmm. You didn't come here. Yeah. You can't handle this. Mm-hmm. The blow to an ego, the, the blow to the ego, the, that I cannot imagine.
0: Well, and when you double down and you look at how great Jalen Brunson's been for them. I mean, he was supposed to, that's the role you're supposed that to was be.
1: You. Yeah, you were that, that was you.
0: And now they're looking around and saying, we're good.
1: We're good without you. We're good. And we didn't really even have to give up anything to get you. We just Not at all. gave him a bunch of money. Yep. And he we're came good. in.
0: He came in, so I Have can't. Have
1: with your young dumb team.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see what it looks like, man. I cannot wait to see what it looks like this offseason season and how they tweak this because there's no way that they should be
1: thinking about, hey, we're close because you're not. You're not close. Is Jimmy Butler going to win the NBA championship? No. You sure about that? Positive. They're at plus three, plus three thousand right now to win the NBA title. If I, I was just, a betting man, which full disclosure, I'm not. Yeah. I might be putting a little bit of money on that.
0: Do you think that they have a real shot to win it all?
1: No, but I think they're gonna beat the Knicks.
0: This is gonna be a nasty series as far as scores go.
1: Beat the hell. This is gonna be ugly basketball. Oh my gosh. You, you, talk- you are going to want to advert your eyes from this. Yes. But I think the hate win this series.
0: And oh, by the way, this is a rivalry. They have history going back to the 90s, there's fights, there's all, all legitimate of that. dislike there. <laughs> Correct. So this, what we're seeing is a rivalry. I mean, can he keep doing it, though? Yes. I guess I shouldn't doubt the man. Right. I guess I shouldn't doubt the man. And also, E, shouts to Eric Spolster, man. Doesn't this shine a light on how elite he is as a head coach? Like, Jimmy's doing his thing, and that is the straw that's kind of stirring the drink for sure. But when they keep throwing up the graphic that the Heat are rolling out seven undrafted guys— Like, I think that speaks to how good Eric Spolster is as a head coach. So I would be a fool to doubt them as far as them making it into another round or even into the finals. I just, that would shock me. That would shock me. It it really would. Because I still think Boston is that team for me coming out of the East, even though they better get this dub tonight in
1: Atlanta. I was about to say, like, (laughs) there's Trey. I mean, because I don't have any faith in the Hawks but to do stuff like this. Yeah. To make a, 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 a. There's no reason that Trey Young and the Hawks have. They don't have any business beating mm. the Boston Celtics. No. Yet if they do, you're not going to be surprised, but then they're going to go and get absolutely whacked <laughs> by stuff. Joel Embiid and the 76ers. <laughs> <Right>. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. we don't don't, need if that.
1: I'm Joel Embiid, I'm already writing my Christmas card to Trey Young. Like, thank yeah. you for giving me the time off to do this. Yeah. Real quick, yeah, yeah. I don't really feel like talking too much about the West because I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. I am of the mindset now. This is the fourth time. In 24 hours that I've talked about the end of the Cavaliers' season coming the way it did, yeah. and I wanted JB Bickerstaff gone. I do not, but if there is if, if there's a sense because I was I was countered today with the idea that Dan Gilbert does not care about the fact that JB's got a contract extension through 26, 27. Okay, I was countered with well, they fired Blatt when the the team was number one in the East. Yeah, the John B. line thing they ejected from early, mm-hmm. so Dan Gilbert doesn't necessarily have has shown propensity to, I don't care what the money is, he's not working. Yeah. If, 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 mm-hmm. is there a guy right now out there, whether it be Teron Liu, whether it be Doc Rivers, whether it be Mike Brown, those are just three that I thought of off the top of my head, mm-hmm. that if there was an inroad made to come either come back to Cleveland or if the Sixers can't get it done this season in terms of hoisting Larry O'Brien. Yeah is Doc out in Philly, do you make that call or would you like to have any of those guys over who you have in J.B. Bickerstaff if 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 the move is made?
0: The only one I would jump at would be T. Lou. T. Lou would be the one because he may be fed up with the Kawhi BS with him never playing. He's got a torn meniscus right he now. He could be done. He could be done. Paul George, those guys haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. So he might be fed up with that experience, the other guy that I would have been all in on is no longer available because he's down in Houston, Eme Udoka.
1: Nick Nurse. I I felt I did the same thing too. Like, I like him E, but I don't love him. He won a title in the first year he was in Toronto, and he had healthy Kawhi. He He had healthy scorned Kawhi because... The Spurs sent him to what they thought would be basketball Correct. Siberia.
0: And he had a Katie Les Warriors and a what, Clay. It's they true. both they went down with anybody. injuries. Yeah. They both went down with injuries. So, look, I don't, look, that team was good, though. The, the Raptors team was good, but let's be real. That Warriors team, come on. They're probably winning it there. Nick Nurse, I wouldn't be mad at it. E. I just wouldn't love it. T. Lou would excite me. Quinn Snyder's down in Atlanta. That could have been an offensive bind to work with the backcourt. That would have been exciting, but he's no longer available. So, yeah. I'm good with JB though. I'm good with I JB. I think I am too. Because when you put that roster in the hands of a coach talking the Cavs right now, I, there's not a lot of wiggle room, right? There's not a lot of wiggle room. So give him another lap around the track, and, and I'd be good with that. But if T. Lou says I want to come home,
1: then hey, bring him home. I think you're you're starting to at least ask. Have to. You know, you're just looking around saying what could it, what would it take? Yeah. What 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 could we get to? What could we put in front of you to make it an appealing? I mean, the Cavaliers have an appealing roster mm-hmm. right now, if there was a promise given that we could make it even more appealing. We we will do things to make this roster better. They need to, regardless of who the coach is. Correct. But I I am saying is that's the pitch. Yeah. All these
0: things have to be talked about because This is an
1: unfortunately inter- this is an un unfortunately interesting offseason.
0: It has to be talked about, E, because
1: you, you, can't gotta keep take, the, you can't take anything off the table.
0: You can't. And you got to keep Donovan Mitchell happy. Let's get real. Like, if you go through another year and you flame out again in the first round, you think Donovan Mitchell's going to be looking around and saying, I feel like I could win a chip here? You don't even want to go down that road. So you do everything to keep him happy and don't even get him close to thinking, I want to go elsewhere so you keep him in the loop on free agents this offseason possible trades coaching stuff if that comes into play like that's got to be baked into a lot of this is
1: him feeling great about the future runway of, of this franchise I think the runway's long and I think the future is bright this is gonna hurt for a little bit but we've got an offseason that again has now become unfortunately <laughs> very
0: interesting. Thanks for listening to Very Cavalier. Make sure to hit subscribe on whatever podcast thing you're listening to.